Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today, we're going to fast forward to Jeremiah 23. We're going to be in verses 1 through 8. We've been talking the last couple days about some harsh pronouncements from Jeremiah to the people of Israel, the people of Judah, regarding the judgment of God that is going to come against them by way of the Babylonians, who will take them down and carry them into exile, kill many of their people. This is all punishment for their sin, for their worship of false gods, for their turning away from God and following after customs of other cultures and other peoples, contrary to his word. And even in the middle of this, we've seen this before, there are glimpses of the gospel scattered throughout, and we're going to get one of those glimpses today. My section, the section in my Bible is called The Righteous Branch. It's verses 1 through 8 of chapter 23. Woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, declares the Lord. He's talking about the priests and the prophets that are speaking falsely and misleading the people of God. Therefore, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning the shepherds who care for my people, you have scattered my flock and have driven them away. You've not attended to them. Behold, I will attend to you for evil deeds, declares the Lord. Then I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the countries where I have driven them, and I will bring them back to their fold, and they shall be fruitful and multiply. I will set shepherds over them who will care for them, and they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, neither shall any be missing, declares the Lord. In other words, some of these people that are being driven out into exile, some of these Israelites, these people of Judah that are going to be sent to Babylon and other places, some of them are going to be brought back, and they're going to be a faithful remnant, and they're going to have God's blessing on them. They're going to have shepherds over them who will lead them the right way, contrary to the way these bad shepherds are leading them. Let's keep going in verse 5. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved, and Israel will dwell securely. And this is the name by which he is to be called. The Lord is our righteousness. How about that? I mean, the very thing, this is talking about Jesus Christ, of course, the Messiah who is to come hundreds of years from now, as it's written in Jeremiah. But this is exactly what we talk about when when the Bible says that He became sin who knew no sin. Jesus became sin who knew no sin. He was perfect. He didn't know sin, but he became sin so that we might become the righteousness of God. That sounds a lot like the Lord is our righteousness. In other words, Jesus Christ is going to follow the perfect law of God flawlessly. He is going to be our righteousness. And when he dies, paying the penalty for death, for sin, and rises again, defeating sin, death, the power of the devil, and God makes a great transaction available whereby if we put our faith in Christ, we can have his righteousness attributed to us and the penalty that we owe God for our sin, Mark paid through the death that Christ died. When that transaction happens, we receive his righteousness. And it says right here, and this is the name by which he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. Awesome. Verse 7, therefore, behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when they shall no longer say, as the Lord lives, who brought up the people out of Israel, 
of Israel out of the land of Egypt, but instead they will say, as the Lord lives who brought up and led the offspring of the house of Israel out of the north country and out of the countries where he had driven them, then they shall dwell in their own land. In other words, the big story in history for the Israelite people has been God delivering them out of Egypt, but eventually the big story is going to be that he drew them back out of the north, out of Babylon, and out of the other countries where he had driven them in the exile, and they shall dwell in their own land. And this isn't just talking about what's going to happen in the relatively near future from the standpoint of this writing, which is the people are going to return to Jerusalem and rebuild the wall and the temple and have a home there. But this is talking about things that are even further in the future than that, including the new Jerusalem, the new heavens, and the new earth, which will take place at the end of times. I want to fast forward to John 10 and read, see if this sounds familiar at all. This is Jesus. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the gatekeeper opens, the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by his by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him. They know his voice. A stranger will not follow, but they will flee from him for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. He's talking about prophets and priests that were false. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand is, and not a shepherd who does not own the sheep sees a wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. Again, he's referring to bad teachers of the law, false prophets, bad Jewish leaders. He flees because he is hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me just as my father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. Check this out. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. What that last verse, verse 16 in chapter 10 of John is referring to is there is a fold of sheep that's going to be for people of Israelite descent, Jewish people who are going to come back to the Lord through faith in Christ. But then there are going to be people from another fold, not of this Jewish fold. And that's us, guys. That's Gentiles, people who aren't Jews. They're also going to put their faith and trust in Christ, and they're going to be brought in, and there's going to be one flock and one shepherd. So Jesus is talking about, in the New Testament, several hundred years later, the same kind of metaphor that Jeremiah is talking about back here in the Old Testament. And he builds on that and says, this isn't just to preserve the Jewish people, the literal descendants of Abraham, who will be brought back from exile, but this is to bring people into the fold who are not of Jewish descent, who's who are going to have the opportunity to be grafted into this family of God, into his kingdom forever through faith in me. Obviously, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law listening to this at the time could not stand it. And uh, that's eventually why Jesus gets in trouble. And that's how God uses those people to get him to the cross to make the ultimate sacrifice. What a great story that transcends hundreds of years. Thank you, Lord, for your gospel. Help us to live by it, be impassioned by it, and uh, be good representatives for it. In your name we pray. Amen. 
The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.